Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations um, Thrive. Uh, today I have uh, the wonderful pleasure of having Nicole van Bardwijk. Uh, welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Gillian. It's an honor to be in your podcast today. Yeah, brilliant. Really glad you're, you're here. And I know you're normally based in the US and you've come all the way home to the Netherlands for, for Christmas. Um, uh, time to get to see your family at this wonderful, extraordinary time we're having. Um, I'm just going li- to literally tell the audience a little bit about you. You are the co-founder of uh, Wush5. Uh, Wush5 is an online platform for building personal resilience, uh, specifically designed and backed by science with one-on-one e-coaching as well. And we know that we're in a time of uncertainty more than ever before uh, and where resilience and resilience training is is so vital. And we've got, I want to talk with Nicole uh, in a moment on uh, why high performers in organizations need resilience training. It's something that's often overlooked where people uh, think they're doing really well. They don't need to get down to do some training to sort of build the skills of resilience, but actually we're going to talk a bit more about why that. So Nicole, before we we go into that, I really would like to understand um, what you love uh, about what you do. Yeah, I love giving people, um, yeah, a new perspective on looking at yeah the change they are facing or the problem they are facing to help them yeah deal with it and get new perspectives to yeah to uh, go through it and uh, uh, yeah and that's what we can do every day now so <laughs> i used to do that as a coach but also just as a person, as a daughter, as a sister, <laughs> as a uh, as a friend, and um, then I became uh, uh, I started to work within ING. ING was uh, going through uh, yeah uh, the whole digitalization. Um, I was at that time um, uh, in the in the organization working on. Uh, on resilience uh, of all the people there to make it through the change. And uh, because I liked that so much, I uh, decided to um, yeah, make that my job <laughs> and left <laughs> ING and uh, started my own business. Wow. So, so it's the helping people get that new perspective, which helps obviously with resilience, because we know resilience it's not just one aspect, but is that getting different perspective on something can really help people navigate that. Is that what gets you buzzing and that's what got you into setting up your own company? Yeah, yeah. Many people during change, they um, yeah, they don't see how things will go after the change. And uh, that creates a lot of stress and uncertainty. And by... Uh, yeah, helping them to think about, yeah, uh, for example, the scenarios that are, yeah, possibly um, uh, coming up or uh, by helping them to see the emotions they are facing or 
uh, yeah, making them much more aware of what is happening during the change. You can help them um, thrive. Yeah, and it's interesting because I obviously I'm, I'm a coach like yourself, and I coach clients, and obviously. Uh, I do do resilience training as well, but even just the intervention of coaching an individual, taking them through a you know six weeks program of one on one coaching where you're helping them reflect, helping them look on different situations, different perspectives, and gaining insights actually builds that resilience as well, doesn't it? It's a way of really fostering and deepening. And I think often organisations forget about that. Actually, coach coming in may yes help them create them transformational performance goals or they develop on develop on deliver on development goals but actually along the way you get this resilience being built in as well don't you absolutely yeah and and resilience i think till this year uh, not so many people were aware of how important it is to deal with um, setbacks to deal with change um and, and this year, the, the word resilience is coming up much more often. Um, but we were busy with resilient, developing resilience already uh, much earlier. We started to research in 2000 um, and looked at companies that uh, were resilient over 20 years. So faced downturns and, uh, yeah, and, and state resilience. Uh, during the 20 year time and what was um yeah what we saw in those companies was that they kept innovating um so they had a and during downturns even they uh they kept <laughs> innovating and kept their um yeah their people in an entrepreneurial mindset uh, to deal with uh, the setbacks, to deal with the difficulties of change, and um, yeah, and that's uh, that made our research now for Bush Five. Um, um, that was the basis of that. Uh, how you can create that resilient mindset as an individual? Mm. So, you, so you say research is this sort of science-based research that got you to this place with uh, Wish 5? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, so the research in 2000 was much more focused on companies and the research we did five years ago was much more focused on the individual. Um, and yeah, based on uh, those findings, we identified eight dimensions to build personal resilience. And that's helping now people to really focus on those eight dimensions. They mm. assess themselves on those eight dimensions and then mm. they start training them in our platform. Okay. And can you just share what those eight dimensions are in terms of how you got to them from the research? Yeah, the eight dimensions are uh, life experience, um, of course, life experience helps you, uh, yeah, to not be afraid if something changed because you mm. used to uh, to that already. Um, innovation, uh, so looking for new ways to, to do things. Problem solving, um, uh, yeah, that's also one of the uh, the dimensions. It's optimism, it's empathy, it's emotions personality 
Um, and yeah, based on those eight dimensions, you get a resilient score and you can start training. Okay. And, and how do, do you measure that through like a, like a psychometric sort of questionnaire type of thing? Is that how it's been done? Yeah, it's a questionnaire, uh, a validated questionnaire. Uh, we use to uh, yeah to make people aware of all those eight dimensions. And if you were to choose two of those dimensions or two of those aspects, what would be the biggest one that would make the biggest impact in creating a, a resilient individual? Well, right now we don't see that one of those eight are uh, having more impact than others. Okay. Um, we see differences in different contexts. Uh, so, um, in in care, healthcare, we see uh, other dimensions scoring high and low than in um, yeah the fast moving consumer goods, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there there is a very uh, much a difference uh, between industries between people. Okay, so it's important to almost have a holistic approach to then the resilience in terms of building that with individuals or organizations. Yeah, and the interesting thing I think is that uh, your personality profile doesn't change uh, so much, but your resilience profile uh, changes over time. Because if you're facing uh, a lot of change or a lot of challenges at the same time, your resilience can go down. Uh, whereas if you are uh, on holidays, uh, relaxed, and uh, everything goes well in your life, then your resilience can be much higher. So uh, it's something you have to yeah, uh, keep focusing on uh, to keep it in balance. And um, uh, yeah, that's the interesting part of resilience, I think. Yeah, because there's always that debate about resilience. You know, is it nature or nurture? And people often say, oh, that person seems to be really resilient. Oh. And other people say, oh, they're not so resilient. And my, my view on it is is that it's yourself. It's, it's, it's a skill that you can learn. Um, and But you only use those skills or, or choose to use those skills when you're pushed into that situation where you need to be resilient uh, i guess and often where people might have the skills but they don't employ the skills uh, or they're, they're faced with more scenarios where they have to use it a lot so they're, they're therefore they become very resilient in that sense in terms of overcoming um so i guess you measuring it as you just said in those different scenarios would would sort of go on the the, the view that it's more of a, a learnt thing as opposed to a you're just naturally more resilient or what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of is there a is there a different mindset in some people people are more resilient or is it just a, a learned skill yeah i i think um you you learn a lot uh, how to become more resilient in your life um so if you uh, had a lot of changes to deal with in your life uh, you, yeah, you develop the habit of dealing with those changes. If you haven't had any changes, um, yeah, it's much more scary to uh, go into a new situation. So it's absolutely something uh, you develop. Okay, so, so so taking that forward, we said we said at the beginning where you know 
there's a lot of individuals out there who are performing at a high level, uh, being successful this year. And, you know, there's always that question of, you know, you know why, and, and it could be a HR leader listening right now or, or a CEO, you know, why would I invest or, well, in fact, why, would, why does a high performer need any resilience training? You know, because yeah. they're doing it already and it's that question. Yeah, um, high performance um, individuals uh, can have very um, high measures for themselves to perform. And um, that can take your resilience down um, because, um, yeah, it's difficult to accept that you're not always performing at that high level, for mm. example. Um, also, you should have enough time for yourself to, um, yeah, to, to recharge and um, to relax. And, uh, and if you're always performing on a high level, then you don't take that time off, then, uh, yeah, there, there is the possibility that uh, your resilience goes down. And, and how do we, you know, we, we take some high performers who may uh, in some ways rebuff the thought of them needing any resilience training because they look at their career, they look at where how they're performing right now. Yeah. How do we, I guess, or how do we help um, leaders in organizations to get them to a place where they will they will take it on board and start to invest in resilience training before they they blow up so to speak yeah there the measuring is um, is important so that people see uh, for themselves how they score on resilience and sometimes that's really lower than they expect they uh, they score mm. um, and also we see things as um, Asking for help, especially in a yeah in the high performance um, environments, um, yeah, the asking for help is something they don't feel comfortable with. So um, yeah, they try to solve everything by themselves, and yeah, asking for help is uh, something that is really important uh, to stay resilient. Um, because yeah, having your network and know when to ask for help, uh, yeah, is one of the strategies um, that really helps you building so, that resilience. Okay, so you, so that, I think your, so your survey, your um, questionnaire, you still that use that today as a way of measuring people's resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so so that it's almost like the when you do like three sixty psychometrics and various things like that, isn't it? It's a very much way of quickly assessing somebody in terms of uh, depending on what the psychometric is. But so people can take this test, and within a matter of I presume moments, they'll have a report, and it will give them some sort of um, indication of their resilience, I guess, as a score. Yeah, yeah. So we let them start taking the assessment so that they have a good um, baseline uh, before they start exercising. We sometimes call it a mental gym where uh, yeah, you can have uh, different exercises to build different mental muscles. Um, and yeah, when you have your baseline, you start training and then you measure again 
and again. So it's three times that you measure in our 90-day programs. Okay. So that's really helpful, I think, because I think people like little tools and apps and things that give them numbers or, or graphics, don't they? Because as a way of rather than telling somebody, you need to get more resilience because how can anybody judge? Because it's just a slightly subjective view. But if everybody's taken a test and they realize for themselves the certain areas where they're not quite hitting the spots. And I guess it's an understanding, I guess, the context, why resilience is important as well, isn't it? So having a reason yeah. a score might be low, but some people might say, well, so what? <laughs> in some way, in that sense, you know, why resilience is poor. And I guess that's part of the other educational piece, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, people have a lot of um, uh, thinking habits they follow each time. <laughs> and yeah. um, when you uh, have your assessments on a dimension, then, uh, yeah, that gives you the possibility to stretch and to try other things. Uh, because if you see, for example, uh, that your um, empathy is low, and that's very much possible <laughs> when you are uh, yeah, very much focused on reaching your goals and um, uh, yeah, delivering, um, so then your empathy can go down. You mm. have less time for other people around you. Uh, and um, but creating more time for that and, and asking other people, hey, how are you doing? And, and just connect can give you a lot of energy. So that's um, because you're not thinking about that yourself when you yeah. are busy and doing all your tasks. Uh, it's helpful when you see um, that you have to create time for the other dimensions you don't spend time on at this uh, moment. Um, and yeah, that makes that yeah, you use much more of your, uh, yeah, your mental muscles and, and um, yeah, that gives much better energy and gives you much more resilience. Yeah, it's interesting. The empathy one is... It is fascinating because when you're empathetic with somebody, firstly, you're not focused on yourself. You're more focused on another individual. Um, and also, to be empathetic, you have to be a bit more in the moment and a bit more mindful. And we know mindfulness helps with resilience anyway. So yeah. actually, empathy is quite a, a really good one, actually. When there's you see empathetic leaders, actually, they're a little bit more in the moment in, and present and that, that's that's important isn't it and they're not all obsessed about their targets and their goals uh, but other people and actually the fact is when you're helping other people again that's another way of building your resilience because of the nature of being empathetic so it's an empathy empathy is quite powerful we talk about empathetic leadership um yeah and i and, and you obviously got it as one one dimension which at first, when you said it at the start, it seemed an odd one to have in there. But actually, as I've thought it through, it's quite a powerful one to have in there, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a very important one. But we see very low scores on that in right. high-performing companies. And that's um, interesting, I think. Because empathy is not just for the individual resilience, but empathy to other people makes, you know, cultures more empowering, 
more approachable, more open, and more dynamic. So it, it's not just the resilience type of it's it's beyond that. It's 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 empathetic leadership is is vital and being focused on the human and and the value of people uh, is so important as well, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And I think this Corona time is helping <laughs> to build more empathy. Uh, we uh, are all working. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, we see that um, in the yeah in the results, and we see. Uh, okay, yeah. so are you because you, it's interesting. That's an interesting point because I, I think there's a bit of a. It's some people have become more empathetic because of nature of what's been going on, and then some people have, have been so lost in their own world and struggles as leaders or business owners. They've struggled to even help other people because they're so struggling with it all just to survive so have you yeah. found your results as in people's over this that's interesting over time as things got have people got more resilient and or as how's how's your results on your data come through yeah that's people also have more understanding for each other like each other's lives for example mm. um i think in the past when a child was walking into a room uh, during a Zoom, then that was annoying. And now people think like, yeah, it is difficult to uh, yeah. have homeschooling going on while you're working at home. So I think, yeah, people um, start to think more about, yeah, the others. And, and uh, also the conversation about that is is starting, I think, much more uh, being that people uh, feel that they can talk more about how they are doing, how they are feeling. Um, I think for a long time uh, that was not possible in companies. Yeah, and and it, do you have data over the last sort of year or so of of results that have in terms of people's empathy or or their resilience scores? Uh, has that changed or gone gone worse or better or? Yeah, we are working on, on a bigger research. Um, uh, so that will come in a month or so. Um, mm -hmm. But right now, yeah, we see uh, in different segments, different results. So uh, we have to see how that works out. Uh, yeah, on average. Um, but okay. right now, I, I see a lot of differences uh, in healthcare, for example, and more healthcare-related uh, um, uh, companies, and uh, yeah, and the bigger companies, the more the corporates and the entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of difference. Yeah, no, no, sure, I appreciate that. That'd be good to have those uh, a sight of those results. Actually, be quite interesting to see how people have. Fared. Uh, I always believe that you know if you give people the opportunity to uh, be an overcomer, um, as in put a challenge in the way, uh, I think it, it builds resilience or allows people to employ the skills of resilience. Um, yeah. So just going back to those high performers, uh, the ones who are you know going really well and and building sort of resilience. Um, what what one or two things they could do differently uh, to help them once they're aware that they're perhaps not as resilient as they think, and what sort of things could they go away with if they listen to the show right now that would help them build some resilience? Yeah, um, well, the, it all starts with the self awareness, I think. Um, 
Um, so reflecting more on, yeah, taking the time to reflect on those eight dimensions and looking at how you are doing on those, yeah, those eight can help you to, yeah, to to try other paths. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, that's a very powerful one. Um, yeah, asking for help, <laughs> as we talked about, yeah. is also very important. Uh, yeah, and yeah, um, dealing with stress, that's in the end, uh, dealing with the uncertainty, that's mm. in the end the, the most important thing. Um, uh, and yeah, if you are aware of your emotions and you are aware of your, yeah, um, situation then it's easier to deal with it yes no and i think that self-awareness and you know circling back to empathy circling back to mindfulness is uh, really uh, more is vital really at this time i think uh, taking some moments out and to reflect uh, yeah get obsessed by doing stuff and it's sometimes just good to be as opposed to doing and often I always, well, my wife always tells me to enjoy more the journey as opposed to getting to the destination, having been a very much destination type individual. I'm, I'm far more <laughs> a person now, which is, is it, brilliant. It's much better. It's, it's good to observe what's going on and enjoy it as opposed to thinking, I've got to get to this point, regardless what's around me. Um, yeah, maybe not always enjoy it. It's also, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, deal with the uncomfortable. <laughs> Dealing with the uncomfortable is something yeah, yeah. we all learn nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose I, I look at things a lot more, whether well, it's you call it the silver lining mindset, where I go, actually, what, what good can come out of this? Or what is an opportunity here to to do this differently? And, you know, not, not just positive mental attitude, because uh, I don't really sign up for that but it's more about having the perspectives as we talked at the early start and that right perspectives and different perspectives can be more liberating than actually staying in the same view actually just getting a different angle on something actually and that's what that's talking to others i mean it all comes back to that as well people getting different viewpoints can really help liberate you and uh, start to see things that perhaps you've not seen before and actually are really positive and really good uh, so that's important um, well, I really do appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about resilience. And, uh, you know, as this year has been a, a year of resilience, I think, and of building resilience. Uh, and I think I've been amazed at how people are resilient and have coped with some of the, the challenges of whether well, governmental things that have been put onto them or business aspects and still continue into 2021 with all of this. So, so how can people get hold of you personally, but also a little bit about your company and how we can sort of connect and get some more information about these um, um, uh, the platforms that you use to build resilience? Yeah, we have a website, um, whoosh5.com, and that's in, uh, yeah, we have a network of coaches in the Netherlands, in the US and in Singapore. And um, yeah, uh, via the platform, you can uh, buy a subscription and uh, as an individual, but also as companies, uh, you can contact us uh, via the information form there. 
Um, and then uh, we are very happy to give a demo of, um, of the platform and, and how that works. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Nicole. I uh, do appreciate your time and uh, taking this time out to, to talk to me. Thank you very much, Julian. Hope to uh, speak to you soon again. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe, do share with your friends, and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.